Hello everyone, I'm Myra Martinez-Sacco. And I'm Melissa Cantor. We're the two Wall Street chicks, authors of our book, Own Your Shift, which includes a handy toolkit. We transformed from overwhelmed to calm using the practices of mindfulness. And now we invite you to shift your mindset. Our approach and style are different. Our tips and techniques are easy, simple, and practical. We're not prescriptive. You choose what works for you and when. Our mindfulness snack episodes bring our tips and techniques to life, helping you quickly shift to the present moment. And being present brings out your best self so you can make better choices to achieve smarter outcomes. Are Are you ready? ready? Hey, Melissa. Hey, Myra. We're back again. Yeah, in person. Yes. Welcome to our listeners. We're the two Wall Street chicks mindfulness snack to own your shift. And today, you know, we're continuing on the theme of relationships, which we've spoken quite a bit about in the last several uh, podcasts. And that's because there is a lot to talk about relationships. Um, But this one is more about how you relate to others Uh, while still taking care of yourself and you know one of the ways we can take care of ourselves is by setting boundaries Um, and I know boundaries is a topic we've also talked about in other episodes but I think it's mainly been boundaries you know with technology or boundaries with other things Um, but this one is about you know boundaries with others in relationships and if you look at page 48 in our book Uh, if you happen to have purchased it, that's where we really talk about boundaries. And we talk about, you know, being the lighthouse and not the lifeboat. And, you know, being the lifeboat can conjure up a lot of different things, right? You you might want to be the problem solver. Maybe you are always the problem solver. And maybe that makes you feel good that you're the problem solver. But what do you give up, right? when you're that constant problem solver for everything and everyone. So here when we talk about boundaries, we're talking about protecting your boundary with others. So Melissa, you know, when when can you think about when you've been kind of the lifeboat, right? You mean when haven't I been the lifeboat? Exactly. (laughs) You know, when I first saw this expression, it resonated so much with me because I think we don't realize, especially when we're quote-unquote, we call it parentified when we're younger, But we really get a lot of out-of-girls, out-of-boys for being of value to others. Take care of your sister. Take care of your brother. You know, and it mm-hmm. makes us feel important. But we don't realize that we're giving away our precious energy at our own expense. And in a lot of ways, this is really how we earn self-worth and um, and connection. And it drains our actual life force. You know, when you said that about brothers and sisters, you know, I only have one brother and it was an older brother. So it's interesting. So you really got it. Yeah. So, but when you have, I know you were one of five, you know, think about having to set boundaries when you're one of five. So, so I can get it how you forget that you need to take care of yourself, especially in a sibling kind of relationship. Well, and you know, frankly, when you said, we're, when have you been the lifeboat? I mean, I was teasing about this, mm-hmm. you know, all the time, but after my, my mother was killed and then my dad died within a year, I felt responsible 
for keeping my family together. Mm-hmm. So every holiday, every, you know, mm-hmm. every opportunity to connect with my family, I did. Wow. And then after a while, you're really paying a high price because mm. people don't understand when you're entertaining five brothers and sisters and their families. You're cleaning the house. You're shopping. You're preparing meals. Uh-huh. You're, you're you know, cleaning up. It's mm. a lot of work. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I can be the lighthouse now. Mm-hmm. I can. How, how about you? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny when it really struck me when you started to talk about siblings and now with your family, too. Um, For me, I think it started as a little girl. You know, I've mentioned in the past, I'm a first-generation Cuban-American, and as a result, there were a lot of things I just learned on my own. You know, my parents didn't, couldn't guide me as well as maybe other parents could have because they didn't go through the system, the culture that, that was happening here. So I was clearly a problem solver, taking on everything on my own, feeling that I had to get it done, and taking on some of their stuff. Like I think about, I must have been 14 reading about 401ks because wow. my father got a package. <laughs> and, and and also, you, you know, know, you taught yourself English. So, I mean, that was like... Well, that yeah, that was the first one of trying That's really being the lifeboat, you know? So you realize, you know, and again, it's okay to do some of that. If you feel you're the best one suited to do it, you've got the most knowledge about whatever the situation is, whether it's a work situation or what have you, because I know I've become a problem solver at work too. But when you're doing it and it's being taken for granted and you're no longer having fun or enjoying and you know others can step in to help equally, that's when you know that boundary has to come up. You have to determine what that boundary needs to be for you. Well, and you know, we're talking about big things right now, but I can give you many examples when I didn't even realize that I was giving my precious energy. So mm-hmm. when I, I, I've been teaching yoga now for about 21 years, and when I first started, when I say first started, like the first five years, people would come up to me after class and ask questions like for 20 minutes and I didn't understand that I could say, hey, I gotta go. I'm the lighthouse, (laughs) not the light bulb. And by the way, you're spending 10 bucks on my class, so get the heck out of here. Because now, you know, this is a second class if you let it go, (laughs) right? Oh, so what do you do like when when you have those situations where you you find and you catch yourself because that's what mindfulness is, right? It's that awareness that uh-oh, here I am being the lifeboat again. What do you do? So I find, you know, boundaries are triggers for people. Mm. People don't know what really boundaries are because as we said earlier you're not even given permission when you're a child Mm -hmm. and i think parents like they're not even aware what 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 they're doing to their kids kids. right so i find that because we're so anxious instead of a breath technique or anything like that we need to get into our body Mm -hmm. and you know one of the things i have to say about our book is we really take the mystery out of mindfulness and we Mm -hmm. give it step-by-step instructions of how you can can really relate to it. Mm-hmm. So for today, the technique I like to offer is 
um, a version of tapping. You know, the tapping's big now, it's mainstream, you have emotional mm -hmm. freedom technique, we've talked about other tapping. Mm -hmm. And it's not drum tapping, which... <laughs> yeah, right, the, the drum tapping that you've Although done. that could do something else in terms of mindfulness too, but... Right, mm -hmm. so I find that people are very anxious about setting mm -hmm. a boundary. Mm -hmm. So I think it's best to get into your body. And today I'd like to teach something called the four thumps. This came from an energy teacher named Donna Eden. She's world famous and you could look her up. And we're gonna tap on four points. So let me give you the four points quickly. The four points are you're gonna tap on your cheekbones. And this is related, believe it or not, in Chinese medicine to um, acupressure points of digestion. Because mm -hmm. most of us can't digest what's no. going on, no. right? And then we're gonna tap our heart. And we talked about our heart so much, especially in the last episode. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna tap just under uh, on the rib cage, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna tap on the side of our rib, which is actually spleen points. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to get into your body. We'll mm -hmm. do it one, two times very mm -hmm. quickly. And it's just a way to get mm -hmm. back to being grounded, centered, and back out of your head. Mm -hmm. So here mm -hmm. we go. Mm -hmm. We're gonna just tap on our cheeks. So you're tapping on your cheeks. Let's go to our hearts and tap on our hearts. Not Tarzan, but kind of Tarzan. <laughs> and it's immunity point too, exactly. right? So this actually is good for, your, for, right. for a lot. And then we're gonna tap on our ribs in the front of our bodies, tapping, tapping. And then we're gonna do the side. <laughs> and then one more time, let's go back up to our cheeks, tapping here and not tapping hard enough to kill yourself. We, got, <laughs> we want to be kind to ourselves. And then tapping the chest, the heart, engaging. Myra said immune, this is where With our thalamus, thalamus gland is, right? Mm -hmm. And then tapping the front of the rib cage, and then the side. And then what I'd like to suggest you do is just wrap your hands around as if you can hold those points on the side, the points of your rib cage, and this is actually calming or sedating spleen points. Mm -hmm. And just inhale and exhale. It's kind of like giving yourself a hug. It is giving yourself <laughs> a hug, right? So it's like, it's okay, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, so what about, what about you? What are your tips for today on this? Um, well, you know, for me, uh, and, and it's not easy, because again, you grew up in a family where you just did whatever you felt you needed to do to survive and, and thrive. Um, but saying no, right? Because saying no is saying yes to yourself. And this is not just saying no for the sake of it. It's saying no because you know that you're either going to give up a part of yourself by saying yes to whatever it is that's being requested of you. And sometimes we forget that no is a complete sentence. We don't have to follow it with a lot of explanation. And, uh, and I know that's something women also, right? We do that a lot. We say no, and then we have to apologize for saying no and explain why. But, um, and then, you know, I also like to put it in the context. So if you're saying no, and sometimes again, that's difficult for people. I know for me also, sometimes it is very difficult. You say no, and you could say, I'd like to fill in the blank, but I need to fill in the blank. And that softens the no and makes it, you know, easier for many people to say to say it. Um, and another thing is practice saying no, right? Because how yeah. often you don't say it. So practice saying it out loud. Look at yourself in the mirror and see your expression. You know, you don't want to say an angry no. Right. <laughs> so Unless you know, it's to your husband. Make, no, okay. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or your kids or your, you know. But I think it's that practicing makes it comfortable and it It'll come out more, more naturally, and uh, 
and just try not being a problem solver all the time. You know, sometimes like they say, what's that old adage? Um, if you give fish to someone, they'll starve. But if you teach them how to fish, right? <laughs> you know, they'll never starve or, you know, that type of thing. Right. You, could you teach, know, yes. you, it's a good teachable moment because sometimes we're so eager to problem solve. We don't allow others to. Yeah, and I have some funny things about saying no. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the first one I learned was let me think about it. So that's a soft <laughs> one, right? But mm -hmm. how about, wow, what a great opportunity. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to let someone else run with it. Mm -hmm. I wish I could, but all week I've been looking forward to my hot date with a good night's sleep. <laughs> um, thanks so much, but I have a personal policy against <laughs> You know, or my heart says yes, but my bank account says sorry. No can do. <laughs> or how about, I mean, this one I just love. And, you know, uh -huh. we just have to lighten up here because uh -huh. um, it's hard for us to do this. Uh -huh. I'm in a deeply valuable and unhealthy relationship with my calendar these days. So I'm going to have to pass. You know, when you think about calendars, right, that's a, a good one because... Why can't we get things done when we're at work? And often it's because if you look to see where your energy is going, it's going to a lot of things that you probably don't need to be there, you, whether it's a meeting or, or, or a committee. You know, think about what it is you're saying yes to and how effective and how productive is that for you. So, so again, it's all the boundaries. It's setting healthy boundaries. You know, so... So, such an important topic. Mm -hmm. Be the lighthouse, not the light boat. Mm -hmm. Recognize you're entitled to boundaries. Mm -hmm. You're entitled to, you know, limit giving away your precious energy. Um, I always like to say none of us are getting out of here alive, and I mean that, you know. <laughs> so we really have to find joy and make each day count. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about various circumstances where each of us have given away our energy and not set any boundaries. And then we talked a lot about how to say no, the many different ways and, um, you know, some funny. Mm -hmm. But And I think Myra brought up something so important about the practice because it really is the practice. So even mm -hmm. if you can't say no, pause, take a breath, say, let me think about it. Mm -hmm. And then we shared a tapping technique where you can get out of your head, get into your body. And when you're in your body, we're just set that boundary with the outside world. Mm -hmm. And boundaries are really part of a healthy relationship with yourself. And it's a big part of being mindful and, mm -hmm. and this training that we're offering. Mm -hmm. So as we close today, I just want to remind everybody that, you know, we're, we're always doing things that bring us from overwhelmed to calm. And all our techniques are easy, simple, and practical. And hey, if we can do it, uh, you can Anyone do it. Anyone can, right? Exactly. So we would love to hear your feedback or get any questions that we could answer in future episodes. So drop us a line at twowallstreetchicks at gmail.com. That's the number two wallstreetchicks at gmail.com. We're also available for customized virtual workshops or offsite meetings. The practices we share are in our book, Own Your Ship, and its toolkit. So buy it and follow along. 
And hey, if you find our mindfulness snacks helpful, subscribe and share it, as we could all use a little shifting in our lives. Tune in next time when the Two Wall Street Chicks Mindfulness Snack is about how to survive and even thrive during the holidays. Thanks for joining us today. Bye, everyone.